0: Lots of Colts news has developed and we've got a special guest today to help us break it all down. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Colts. Let's get to
1: it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Colts fans, thanks so much for tuning in and making us your number one listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Arthur, and I'm joined, as always, by my dude, Zach Hicks. You know us, of course, from HorseshoeHuddle.com. And you'll notice today we brought a friend. On today's show, we welcome Rashad McGinnis of the Blue Stable Podcast, and he's going to give us his thoughts on the Colts' roster cuts, what the roster looks like now, and the subsequent moves that the team has made since then. Uh, Zach and I will also discuss the Colts' developing practice squad, as well as what we think the problem areas of the roster are now. So without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, welcome Rashad in, man. What's, uh, What's going on tonight? Thanks for joining us.
2: Oh man, absolute pleasure to be here. Uh, I was gonna troll Zach with my hot rod <laughs> shirt, but I but I didn't do it. But I did bring some dad jokes for you, Jake Arthur. So Ooh, there we go. Perfect. Uh, hopefully, That'll I get to in. one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set you up for it. We'll set you up. No,
0: so I, I I'm sure you're aware of it, but uh, we have this this contest on uh, on Twitter where once we hit a thousand YouTube subscribers, Zach has to make this his Twitter header. <laughs> <laughs> and we hit it yesterday, I believe. So so, so yeah, I'll follow the disclaimer.
1: I know I know I said for today, guys, I would do like a little video for y'all, but I figured I want to do something more fun with this. So I think Friday, if you guys are listening, you guys can hold me to this and and we'll try to get a good turnout for it. But Friday we'll do a live QA Friday evening. I'll just go live on the channel. Jake probably won't be able to because he's got a kid and everything, but I'll go live on yeah, the channel. Yeah, I'm
0: not doing that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll go live on the channel. We'll stream. We'll have some fun, joke around, and you guys will see me change that header. <laughs> so we'll make it like our 1,000 subscriber live Q&A and have some fun there. But I did want to give you guys an update on that. I am going to change it, I promise. Uh, and you guys were awesome getting us up to uh, over a 1,000 subscribers now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, will you be drinking again, coffee?
1: No. no, no, no! Not on this one. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> this is empty, unfortunately. All right, so let's let's go ahead and cut right to the chase. So the the Colts had to get down to fifty three players by Tuesday afternoon. They did so. Nothing really earth shattering or anything like that. Uh, but Rashad, was anything overly surprising to you? Uh, like, is there anyone that you think they'll regret letting walk out the door? <clears throat>
2: Uh it, it's just amazing how <laughs> months later Matt Eberflus is still causing pain to my life, you know. Uh right. I, I know I know Matt Eberflus gets a bad rap with the coach, but he was actually a pretty solid defensive coordinator. I, I'm not one of those guys that's gonna beat him up, but Sterling Weathersford man was claimed by the Chicago Bears. Uh, that was a real painful experience for me. Anybody that knows me knows. I fell in love with Sterling actually watching tape. When I was getting ready to go to the Senior Bowl, I watched film to kind of get familiar with some of the guys that I had never heard of before, and he was one of them at that time. And, man, he just stood out on tape. It's like watching this film. It's the one guy that doesn't belong on the field with the other guys, you know, with his size and his speed, the way he moved. It just looked different from everything else that – he was surrounded by you know as a safety i didn't think he had much of a future in the nfl so when they converted him to linebacker i just thought that was naturally going to be his best fit as one of those smaller linebackers with a lot of range got us real physical it, it was easy to fall in love with a man and, and i did over the process the coach ended up getting him as an undrafted free agent which i thought was a steal i thought he would easily get scooped up in the later rounds of the draft mm. but it didn't happen and and man he has been making real progress at the position. And it just kind of all came together when the preseason came. JoJo, JoJo Doman popped early. I expected that Mm. from him. He was a little more polished at the position than than Sterling was. So I expected that. But as preseason went along, you saw Sterling really making strides, man. It's just sad to see him go. I promised myself I wasn't going to cry on here. So so (laughs) I'm fighting back tears, Jake. So let's move on, please. Why are you crying in the club right now? (laughs) No, I
1: will add, though, that Chris Ballard did say today in his in his press conference, he said hurt, losing Sterling Weatherford did hurt pretty bad. Uh, they did mm. want him back. I know uh, just from my conversations with with some people is uh, the Colts wanted him back not only for the practice squad, but I think they wanted to make some moves to bring him back for the main roster. It's just the numbers game didn't work out on their initial cuts. And, you know, the Bears took advantage. And and honestly, you know, as someone who's a big Sterling Weatherford fan, uh, you know, I've gotten to know him quite a bit uh, over this offseason season. I do think he's gonna fit perfectly with Matt Eberflus, So I'm excited for mm-hmm. him there with the Bears. Uh Bashad, since we have you here, let's talk about some more things with the Colts, not just the Bears and, and a former Colts okay. player. Uh when you're looking at this Colts roster right now, after all the waiver claims, after all the you know, the trade yesterday and all that, uh, where do you still see some areas of concern?
2: Uh I think I think cornerback five is still bothers me a little bit, you know, with Tony Brown Jr. looking like he's gonna be the one that actually gets the first crack at it. Uh he was a guy that that in preseason, it was a couple of times where he gave up plays, but he was actually in position. So that was encouraging. He just didn't get his head around mm-hmm. and see the ball a couple of times. But you you want to think that those are things you can clean up. You know, if you watch a little film, you let him know about his technique and different things like that. So so there's potential there. And the interior defensive line still scares me as far as the depth mm-hmm. goes. We we know we have at the top of the roster. And and that's solidified. But just seeing how you're going to work those one spots and your three techniques after, you know, Grover and DeForest Buckner, because those guys, I know you want to rotate those guys a lot. You don't want those guys playing a heavy amount of snaps. You want to keep it fresh, especially in a Gus Bradley style defense where you're steady attacking every play. It takes Mm -hmm. a lot out of you. You want to have a constant rotation. So that's that's an interesting spot. I'm, um, I know you're upset about Curtis Brooks, Zach. I, I thought I, 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 pro- I almost promised not to bring him up this podcast, but since we're talking about backup interior players, you know that that's a guy that that may get called up in the practice from the practice squad. Right. You know, it, as the season goes along. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what
1: what's what's your comfort level right now, though, with Byron Cowart and Eric Johnson being the next yeah. guys up in run defense? What's your what's com- your comfort level there?
2: um on a scale of one to (laughs) ten i'm probably about at a three you know watching that watching that detroit game man it it was absolutely brutal watching the Mm -hmm. run defense in in that detroit game detroit had whatever they wanted and it wasn't like you know they was going to get starters from detroit you know these was guys reserve guys some guys that won't even be on detroit's roster that was actually moving the interior you just seen a couple of those those duo plays where it where was combo blocking the interior guys, and they just wasn't holding at the line of scrimmage. They was getting blown off the ball, and it was creating serious gaps, man, and, and just allowing somebody to get to the second level so consistent, it, it, it just spells problems. It's something that coach fans might not be accustomed to seeing. You know, our run defense has been stellar for the past few years under Matt Eberflus, but I, I've been kind of hinting at it all offseason that this is a, a different scheme. You're going to see some of those run plays get, get, you know, attacked. And I just hope that we can limit them and do what we do best. Because like, like my brother always said, it's a privilege to rush the passer. You have to stop the run first to be able to earn that rush to passer spot. Really? Definitely. Yeah, no
0: doubt. Look, You know, looking at the, at that, I almost consider the practice squad part of the roster now. Like it truly is an extension. Now that they can put guys on the, on the game day roster and, and they can just revert right back. You know, Chris Williams being back there, that, that gives me some comfort in Curtis Brooks as well, being there and they can keep him there until he's ready. Uh, but you're you're obviously a guy that's plugged in not just with the Colts, but you've you've got feelers around the league all the time. Anyone who follows you on Twitter knows that. So it obviously wasn't just the Colts, it was the chopping block day for everybody yesterday. Is there are there any guys still floating out there that you've got your eyes on that might be pretty good fits with the Colts? Uh
2: just from uh... A, a wide receiver standpoint you know I, I think they're pretty much solidified on the whole wide receiver room i think if anybody was to be bought in i think the person that would be let go was desmond padman it, it's not that you know he, he he doesn't have the ability to play but when you're not a special teams plus and you're on the back end of the roster you pretty much have to be a stud guy you know a guy with a real high ceiling at the wide receiver position and not be a contributor on special teams. I think with the roster, with the wide receiver room is missing, is pretty much a shifty guy, a guy that can catch the ball with short area quickness. Um, I know Cole Beasley from a personality standpoint doesn't fit, but that mold of a receiver, a guy who can work in a short area consistently and win one-on-one situations. You can line him up off the line of scrimmage so the defense can't get their hands on him. Uh Keelan Cole type of guy, I can see a guy like that. It 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 doesn't have to necessarily be a big name. If I was gonna go for one of the older guys, it would probably be Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he flashed a little bit. There's, there's still top-end speed there. So if you want to get somebody, I think it'll be somebody in that range. I, I don't think it necessarily have to be a big name. I, I just don't foresee the coach bringing in a big-name guy. Or maybe a cornerback, like we spoke about earlier. Uh, I know there's guys like, like hey, even Xavier Rose is still out there. Xavier Rose, Joe Hayden, I saw uh, – If one of those guys are willing to swallow their pride, people don't understand how hard it is to to ask a former starter to come in and be your cornerback five. And, mm, and, you right. know, for, for this amount of money, though, a lot of those guys have pride, you know, and, and are willing to sit out till later in the season where a team has a significant injury and then try to go latch on there for some significant playing time. It's not a lot of veterans that you're going to see walk into a locker room and, and be cornerback five and just say, yeah, I'm going to help develop young guys. I'm going to talk these young guys up and put these young guys in position when they still think that they have something in the tank.
1: Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Well, hey, Sean, we
2: appreciate you jumping
1: on tonight, uh, talking a little bit, you know, open up the feelers, talking about Sterling Weatherford. I know that probably hurt a little bit, but uh, (laughs) no, we do appreciate you jumping on. And make sure you guys are following him on Twitter at Sean McGinnis. It's right there. If you guys are on YouTube, you can see it right in front of you. Uh, And yeah, you have a good one, man. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank y'all for having me, man. Y'all have a good one. You You too.
1: Ooh, cool. All right. There we go, guys. So that was Sean McGinnis. Make sure, again, you guys are following him on Twitter at uh, you McGinnis. I'm sure you guys have seen him with all of his breaking news tweets and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a great job. Uh, before we jump to our next segment, we're talking about the moves that the Colts did make today. We have to talk about Elias. It's almost the start of the NFL season, just a week or so away. I love this time of year. If you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why we highly recommend Elias Game Plan app. Look at me, Jake. I'm getting better. I'm getting it down right there. You're nailing it. I I am. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from Elias Sports Bureau's research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, and impressing friends. You get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews, so you know what to expect as the regular season kicks off. And with new features like player injury analysis available, all the, time, all the time, look at me, I can't even put a whole sentence together. And with new features like player injury analysis available all the time, you could take your game to the next level. Elias is the most respected research team in the industry. Quality information is key. So I'm glad they created this app for accurate data and important context. I've been hearing the name Elias on my TV screen for years. And even though I couldn't pronounce it correctly last time, I, you know, I finally put it all together for this podcast. So, so to be able to finally use them myself is greatly beneficial to my research on the show and over at Horseshoe Huddle. Again, now that I can actually pronounce it, it, it is very, very uh, productive. <laughs> the stars the of a NFL, line. Right. Remember the NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now we have a special offer. When you subscribe, get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan. But only if you use your promo code Locked On NFL. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Bending in the App Store or Play Store today. And use my promo code Locked On NFL. All right, Jake. Now that I have finally overcome my demons, that is Elias. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment here.
0: I, I haven't been able to read an ad in like the last two episodes, it seems.
1: I now that I, you know, it was a, the last time was a minor setback this for the major comeback that was this. <laughs> I like it. Well, let's talk some roster moves. Uh, we have a couple that the Colts did make today. They did have a waiver claim. They added mm-hmm. offensive tackle Luke Tenuta off of the Bills. Uh, he was the Bills' six-round pick in this last draft. Uh, I know I'm probably the person to <laughs> answer more, but Jake, uh, you watched that first preseason game, uh, Colts against the Bills. This was Tenuta's worst game of the of the preseason. Yeah. What did you think of Tenuta and your <laughs> one experience to him in that preseason game?
0: So I wrote up our, our quick news piece when, when the move was announced and the more I wrote it, I was like, I don't know about this like <laughs> schematically, I mean, he doesn't really fit what they normally go for. He's a mountain of a man. Like he's actually listed at six, nine. It's, it's close. It's really like six, eight, but mm-hmm. like three twenty whatever. Um, but awfully short arms. Like he has like Bernard Ryman's arms on a massive frame, which is weird he's not overly athletic and he's had some struggles in pass protection during the preseason. So the Colts obviously see something in him to like literally buck all those trends that go against what they normally would do. Um shoot, I mean he uh he provides some depth, but I'm I'm glad we're there's another move we're going to talk about here in a minute that makes me feel much better about the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'll just run through some quick notes I had on Luke Tanuda because I actually did do the scouting report on him for the Indie Draft Guide uh, that we mm-hmm. released with our site this year. So I guess I'm kind of like the Elias Sports of, of our yeah. show and stuff <laughs> like that. Go. But just a little rundown on Luke Tenuta. Uh, I think he was like a three-year starter at Virginia Tech. Uh, like Jake said, massive frame, really short arms, kind of similar to Will Holden that the Colts had a couple years ago. Yeah. Like similar, like almost exactly same frame. Uh, Tanuda. Had an okay preseason, I think, overall, but he ran into the worst matchup possible in Dio Dangbo in the first one. Yeah. Now, again, let, let, let's, preface it with, let's say you're a big guy who doesn't move well and you have short arms. What's the worst matchup ever? The most ferocious, lengthy <laughs> defensive end that you can go against. It's like I trying mean, to
0: catch a pissed-off cat. Like, how are you going right, to do that?
1: Right. You just have no chance with his length and stuff. But I do think he bounced back well in the last couple of games. Uh, I think he's a player to develop, and I think – at the bottom of the roster, again, a Will Holden type guy. It's, it's not that bad to have, so I think it's a fine acquire, like a you know acquisition for the team. Like I don't think it's anything special. Uh, but the next one that we were going to talk about, I think, is more important. That they did bring mm. back Dennis Kelly, uh, yes. which yep. you and I were talking all offseason. This is a lock for the roster. This is a good backup right tackle, and then he got cut, and we were like, "crap." Mm. Uh, but now well, we're feeling pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we're feeling pretty good again about the offensive line, death because Dennis Kelly is back.
0: Yeah, because just so I was fine with the other guys they released Ryan Vandermark, Jordan Murray, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Dennis Kelly, I was it, they didn't it didn't seem like the injury was supposed to linger that much. And then to bring in a rookie six round pick and Luke Tenuta to be the next fill in, I was like that. That's essentially just bring back Ryan Vandermark. You know what I mean? Um, but now that they have Dennis Kelly, sure, he'll probably miss a little time, it seems. But bringing him back already so soon indicates that they have short-term plans for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to make some moves here or there. Uh, but I definitely feel a lot better about this than they. Than right after they added Tenuta. Like, the combination of Tenuta and Kelly makes me feel a ton better than just Tenuta by himself.
1: <laughs> yes. As someone who was... I guess, kind of higher on Tenuta than most of the draft community. I completely agree. I don't think Tenuta's very near ready. Uh, The Colts did make some other moves here. They released and then signed Tony Brown to the practice squad. So he initially made the 53-man roster, was released, and then put back onto the practice squad. And then my my favorite player on the whole team, apparently, Trevor Denbo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the guy I couldn't talk enough about. Uh, Trevor Denbo will go on IR. And just for me to give a little more info, on everything with trevor denbo Um, i'm gonna have an article about him here in the next couple days so you guys will see me kind of just brain dump all that in there but denbo's injury is a list frank injury like a sprain ankle basically like a high ankle sprain uh the colts think he's going to miss you know he could miss up to six weeks uh i've heard that denbo thinks he could be ready by week one uh so uh with him going on ir he's out a minimum of four weeks and i think Probably by the end of those four weeks, he'll be good to go. Uh, He's a valued special teamer for this team, and he will have a roster spot when he comes back. So that's a little info on Trevor Denbo. But, uh, yeah, it's not a serious injury. When Chris Bowers said he thinks he'll he'll come back this year, I think it'll be sooner rather than later. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely good. He he seems like one of those players you're going to have to protect from himself. If the timeline for the Colts is <laughs> yes. IR and he thinks he's playing in a week and a half. He, he's
1: he's like the younger version of Bubba Ventrone. He's like when Bubba Ventrone actually played in the NFL. That's what Trevor Denbo yeah. is.
0: So you can see bu- Bubba probably stood on the table for his guy.
1: <laughs> oh, he was doing backflips um, on that table for Trevor oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, so there were a couple of guys the Colts let go that uh, caught on with other teams. We mentioned Sterling Weatherford is now with Matt Eberflus in Chicago with the Bears. Uh, offensive tackle Ryan Vandermark also got picked up by the Bills on their practice squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of, there, there's not much more to talk about there. We've talked about Weatherford ad nauseum. And Ryan Vandermark just kind of didn't live up to those financial expectations, at least. Mm-hmm. Um one of the biggest pieces of news from the day though linebacker shaquille Leonard he got activated from pup but we still didn't know what the timeline would be he was back on the practice field uh today Wednesday already uh still unsure if that means he'll be ready for week one but I mean it's at least in the conversation now you're getting him a couple weeks of practice time it's at least a possibility now
1: yeah yeah it's no it's it's big to have him back because again we're not talking about any old player we're talking about multiple time, all pro Shaquille Leonard. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I do think his week one status is probably still up in the air, but he should be back early in the season. I mean, uh, Chris Ballard said it could be week one, it could be week six, but just hearing that for me is like, oh, okay. So like anywhere between week one and week six, like that's, that's fine for me. Like he'll be back early in the season.
0: Yeah. Their depth there is fine. Linebackers really not a group I'm concerned about. Uh, So now we, the Colts announced thirteen. Practice squad moves now after adding Tony Brown to it. It's 14. I'll just run through him real quick. Uh, running back Devontae Price, receiver Kiki Q T, receiver Earthen Ethan Fernier, who I think we'll probably hear from at some point. Uh, tight ends Nikola Kalinick and Jared Scott. Scott was picked up from the Panthers. Uh, offensive tackle Jordan Murray, defensive end Cam Klein. Defensive tackles Chris Williams and Curtis Brooks. Linebacker Forrest Ryan. You guys heard us talk about him a lot. Uh, cornerback Chris Wilcox, safety Marcel Dabo, who has the protected international player spot, and then defensive back Will Redmond, and then Tony Brown.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, no surprises that's, there, that's, except uh, you know Cam Klein coming back for his like third straight year on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: he's gonna run out of eligibility at some point. I mean, I know yeah, they have yeah. there's like no cap on how long you can be in the NFL, but there might still be a cap on how long you can be on a practice squad. <laughs>
1: right, he's gonna test it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So a very, very busy day for the Colts. Um, you know, after a day like that, you might want to kick back and have a cold one or maybe something else. Are you one of those people who thinks it's OK to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. No, guys, it's not a big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is that your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You're not only putting yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you if you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI.
1: We would like to throw and out then, that uh, the Locked on Colts podcast does not support uh, doing what Jake was inferencing there at the beginning of that. <laughs> this is a family-friendly podcast. It. We do not I moved, <laughs> encourage Yeah, that. I moved
0: it from one thing to another. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Now let's, from one vice to another, just kidding. Guys, if you have not gone over to Home Field yet to grab some of their new merch from their partnership with the Colts, what are you doing? Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indy with incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. However, being a local brand, the Colts reached out to Home Field for an exclusive partnership to launch this collection of Home Field Colts apparel. This is Homefield's first NFL collection, and they are killing it so far, guys. Uh, Homefield and the Colts work together exclusively to make this co-branded collection, bringing Indianapolis together. The collection has six items. Uh, they've got a hoodie, a crew neck, a pair of t-shirts, a pair of joggers, and a jacket. It is the perfect collection to kick off the season. If you need something to wear this season, look no further than the collection. Since the since it's now live as of last Saturday, uh, take it from us. Both Zach and I, uh, Homefield hooked us both up with some of their apparel, and I can't tell you how comfortable it is. Plus, the designs are pretty cool, and I have no problem wearing this shirt whenever and wherever. Uh, the Colts uh, new customers for this uh, Colts collaboration can get 15% off of their first purchase from Homefield with code LOCKEDONCOLTS at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. All right, Zach, so lots of moving and shaking with this Colts roster. I think we both feel a little better after the afternoon moves, uh, but there's still some areas of need, I would say. Uh, let's just start from the top. What What's the biggest area of concern for you
1: right now? It's still that defensive tackle depth. I mean, we were talking about mm-hmm. with shot at the beginning of the show here, but uh, when it comes to Byron Coward and Eric Johnson being the main rotational, like one text or just run defending defensive tackles, Uh, My confidence is not very high right now. Uh, I I like Eric Johnson long-term. I think he's explosive. I think he's a player that can uh, be an impact player down the line, but I just don't think he's fully ready yet. Uh, And then Byron Coward, you know, I I saw some good moments in the preseason, but it wasn't enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is a guy that I want to see take 10, 15, 20 snaps a game. Uh, And that's what we could be looking at. I mean, Taylor Stallworth played, I think, upwards of, I want to say like 400 snaps a game. Last year, or 450 snaps last year. Uh, there's mm-hmm. not a guy behind Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner right now that I'd feel comfortable having 400 something snaps. Not maybe not even 200 snaps right now because again, the preseason right. was not great when it came to run defense. Uh, so I do still think that's a place where they could make a move. Again, I know I've been kind of hounding the table a little bit here, but I would like to see them maybe bring in a guy like Malcolm Brown, who who is a free agent, yeah. who has taken a couple free agent visits, uh, has been successful in the past with teams like the Patriots and the Saints. I would like to see a move, maybe like that, just to shore up that depth. And maybe, you know, you could just swap out Byron Coward for for Malcolm Brown. I would feel a lot better about the run ta- the, about the, like the run defense at the defensive tackles position.
0: Yeah, and I mean, sure, Tyquan Lewis and Dio Dengbo can give you some snaps inside too, but that's not their home position. Uh, behind Buckner and Stewart, you got a guy in Coward who, if I'm not mistaken, missed all last year, right? Um, yes. he he's only really got one full season of extensive play and then your other backup is eric johnson who is a raw day three rookie right so i mean i i I, again i feel a lot better that chris williams is on the practice squad now to me that feels like let's get that ankle healthy and then once you're ready you're back on the roster type of thing because again he entered camp as the third guy um, but they I think they still need someone someone who's been there and done that because even Chris Williams himself was a bit unproven as the third guy uh, so I'm right yeah. there with you I also think the cornerback depth again I feel better with Tony Brown being on the practice squad now but with how banged up we know the Colts cornerbacks get like they're just a play or two away from Dallas Flowers playing serious snaps yes. and that that's a guy who is a lot of how he made the roster was special teams. Like he's right. got a future at corner, I think, but special teams was probably what sent him over the top making the roster. So Stefan Gilmore has a recent history of injuries. Brandon face on, I think has been pretty clean. Kenny Moore has been banged up before Isaiah Rogers literally just returned from a concussion today. So, um, I mean, Tony Brown being on there. Great. Even he, you know, I mean, Tony Brown, himself wasn't going to save the whole thing but that's another area i think they still need to pay attention to
1: yeah yeah no, i know i think i think you made some great points with how those guys you know we haven't seen full seasons by i think kenny moore missed some time last year Stefan gilmore missed mm-hmm. a good bit of time in the last two years and then, like you said isaiah rogers is is still technically out with concussion right now or a yeah. brain injury however they, they list that now but uh yeah they i do think a fifth corner is needed and it doesn't have to be you know like like i know Shad was bringing up like like Joe Hayden and, and Xavier Rhodes stuff. It doesn't even need to be a guy like that. It can just be, you know, like a TJ Carey level guy where it's a guy where you feel comfortable with them playing maybe 100, 150 total snaps on the season mm-hmm. because you don't need a ton out of that spot. You just need enough to where, like like right now, Dallas Flowers playing like 150 snaps this year. Do you feel comfortable with that? Probably, not. I mean, he, again, he could, he could impress, he could shock. I think he did some really good things here in the preseason, but you probably want someone who's more of, A well-known name or a known commodity there. Uh, Because again, this is a team, this is a Colts team that, you know, is not going like necessarily all in, but they are pushing for, you know, a playoff run this year. You don't want it to come down to a couple injuries and you're throwing an undrafted rookie out there at corner.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I think another area that it's not talked about a lot and it's probably not critical in this offense, it might be because how shallow you are as pass catchers overall but tight end depth. The more I look at it, the more I'm just like not totally sold. Mo Ali Cox is stepping into a role he's never been in before. I'm really not worried about him. Um, but Kylan Granson definitely stepping into a role he's not been asked to do yet. He looks a lot better. But then Jelani Woods hasn't really shown yet that he could play significant snaps, and he might have to if one of those guys goes down. Uh, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing a veteran. Even if it's just a blocker, like just a blocking tight end or something, come in and and be a fourth guy if they feel it's necessary. That wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm completely for bringing in like a blocking tight end because again, besides Marley Cox, I don't think there's that level of blocker that they've had. And honestly, I don't think Marley Cox is good as as good a run blocker as Jack Doyle by any by any means. So you kind of are. It's like you're just losing that great run blocking tight end you had in Jack Doyle. And you're just moving other guys up who just aren't at that level. Uh, So, yeah, I do think bringing in uh, another tight end, maybe a blocking tight end, would be a smart thing for the Colts.
0: Yeah. Anywhere else that concerns you at the moment?
1: I don't think so. I think, you know, wide receiver, I think, is always something to keep an eye on. But Mm -hmm. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic at wide receiver. I know it's dangerous to say with the Colts, but Mm -hmm. I am... Cautiously optimistic in Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce. And and this might change in like two weeks, but I will say that right now. I'm I'm feeling decent about them.
0: Cautiously optimistic, but hopelessly devoted, just like Greece. (laughs) We are hopelessly devoted to Paris Campbell in particular. Ashton Doolin, really, like we're we're right there. We want nothing but the best. And if Mike Mike Strawn pans out, I'll be insufferable. Oh, yeah, you definitely will. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to just pan over the offensive line because they're very reliant on some young guys, but I just don't think it's something they're done with.
1: I feel very good about Bernard Ryman and Will Fries mm-hmm. right now. Uh, the last, the only thing I really was concerned about was offensive lineman number eight, and with Dennis Kelly coming back, I'm feeling pretty good. So I'm actually not too concerned yeah. there. Uh, I actually think Wesley French could be an expendable guy if they wanted to add somewhere else because they have 10 yeah. guys now on the offensive line.
0: They do at least, yeah, they do at least have one guy that's not like a backbreaking loss if they have to to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. But on that note, shoot, I, I think we've pretty much gone top to bottom on anything that's happened the last couple of days. Um, again, that's it for us. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow to keep getting you ready for the beginning of this cult season. Uh, it's just a week and a half away. Uh, so thanks again to you to you guys for listening, and Sean McGinnis of the Blue Stable for joining us. Uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter if you're not already. It's at Shad McGinnis. That's S-H-A-A-D-M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S.
1: Yep. And while you guys are there on Twitter, give us a follow if you haven't already. I don't know why you're listening hey. to the show if you don't follow us. At Jake Arthur NFL <laughs> on Twitter. At Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. You can follow all of our written work at HorseshoeHuddle.com. Again, I'm going to have a Trevor Denbo piece coming out soon. So you guys know you of don't want to miss you are. that. I mean, that's going to be some great content right there. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, we hit our 1000 goal. Maybe we'll set the next goal for 2000 and make Jake do something for once. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we got there with that. I can so. do
0: some shameless stuff.
1: <laughs> we are sellouts guys. Let us be. Yeah. sellouts. And then wherever you listen to the show, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate all the love you guys are sending our way and just keep it up. And thanks again for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On podcast and Audacity NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Starting August 31st, search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Audacity app, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I think that's all we got today. Jake, you want to close us out completely here? Say goodbye to everybody?
0: Yeah, we'll miss you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Mwah. (laughs) That's a good way to end it.